Thank you for coming today and joining us for this live recording of Startup Santa Show. This podcast is about sharing the stories of entrepreneurs and the journey that they're on, those who have been a, made an impact in their life and their business. And we're incredibly excited to have Joe Russo here with us today. Joe, why don't you go ahead and get us started. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're all about. Well, thank you very much for having me, Robert. Uh, again, my name is Joe. I'm the, uh, the CEO of the Palm Beach Tech Association and uh, also the co-founder of 1909. Um, that is a nonprofit uh, focused on building the entrepreneurial uh, community in uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, and I'm also based in West Palm Beach. Uh, so I uh, am from here. I'm one of the weird ones who is a native of South Florida. Uh, you know, I say that because there's really not a lot of people from Florida. Uh, a lot of folks are, uh, you, you know, connected here through family. Uh, my family's from New Jersey, uh, so they came down here before I was born. But uh, not a lot of people have that type of, uh, you know, native feel, that home ownership, right? This, this is my hometown. I need to build it. I need to make it great. Uh, and that's more or less kind of how I got started, right, is I'm a native and I have a sense of ownership over my community that says, you know, if, if it's there, build it, make it into something you want to see, make it better. And uh, because of that, you know, almost six years ago, I uh, really started getting involved in the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in West Palm Beach and looked at what I could do and, you know, what was going on. And there were some um, great guys who kind of got things uh, kickstarted here named uh, Nick Manaki, who's now the, the chair of 1909, and then uh, Chris Callahan. Uh, started a organization called Startup Palm Beach. And that was the first opportunity I had to really get involved. And then from there, all of these things that um, I, I mentioned as far as the, the, the organizations really kind of came from that. And, you know, in the course of five years, we made a big dent in creating the entrepreneurial and the tech community here in uh, West Palm Beach. I definitely agree. I think your impact in that community has had a real reach into growing the entrepreneur community, especially the tech businesses that are there. Along the way, especially with that incredible local passion for what you're doing, are there individuals that have made a major impact that have guided you along the way or that you've been able to engage and see real growth in? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that, uh, you know, one of the things that people confuse um, my, myself with is um, calling me the founder of Palm Beach Tech. And I really draw back from that because I don't believe um, I would have been able to accomplish um, building the organization without a ton of really awesome people, you know, saying, sure, well, we'll, we'll do this with you. And frankly, when you walk into a room with some people and with nothing more than an idea and a few pieces of paper and they walk at, and you walk out with um, like a check or at least the promise of a check, you, you know, you, you really have some good people who believe in you and believe in the idea, right? And what I think made things so uh, good for me early on with these people is everyone wanted to see the same thing. Right? A lot of people want to see a thriving tech community in, uh, in, in their backyard. They just don't know how to do it, right? So when I would go into these rooms and tell people, I want to build South Florida into a tech hub, they're like, yeah, I want that too. How do, how do I get that? So a lot of those people had the faith in me to um, help do that. But then they got, came aboard and said, we'll help lead that. Uh, right now, my board chair is a 
guy by the name of Michael Fowler from Florida Power and Light. Co-chair is David Bates from Gunster. Um, you know, I still remember going into the meeting with David um, five years ago in his office. And at the time, he would he was chair of the, the Venture Capital Association. He was chair of this. Like, he, he knew everybody. And I walked out, and he agreed to be on my board. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? And uh, a lot of people like that, um, like Michael and David, have spent countless hours uh, not only leading the organization, but working to mentor me in my role uh, to make things possible. Uh, Alan Murphy was our first chair. Um, Cam Collins was uh, one of our co-chairs last couple of years. Um, You know, from a team standpoint, um, Nikki Caboose, who's our vice president of development now, uh, Shana Ostrovitz, who's the executive director of 1909 now, uh, Danielle Casey, who's my uh, co-founder with 1909. A lot of people have worked at a lot of different levels to really make things happen. And, and that's, you know, I feel like you asked me the question at the Oscars when people are like, I have so many people to thank. Um, the problem, I think, with how my position is now is people give me a lot of the credit where the credit is much better deserved spread out. And that's the tough thing is I, I, I can never, you know, really thank all of the, the, the folks who, who spent the time. Uh, and, and that's tough as, a, as somebody as a physician, as a founder, right? Because sometimes it's just the one connection, the one email. Uh, today, for example, and, and then I'll, I'll end in this, uh, there's a guy by the name of Joe Cardenas, who's the founder of Aquaco Farms in Fort Pierce. Uh, he's a fish farmer. His entire career was in financial banking, and he quit one day and said, I want to be a fish farmer. If you have a, a no, more 180 story, please share it, because I've never heard it. And Joe uh, was a, a friend of mine and a supporter of the startup community. And uh, I, I said, hey, there's this company. I want to talk to this guy uh, about you know, the, about this idea. And he sent an email and got me the meeting with him when he otherwise shouldn't have. And, uh, you know, just that little bit of taking the, the, the time to send an email just can make all the difference. So every little person, every little bit has helped. I definitely think it's true. Every business is, is no, I, we are not islands is the, the, what I'm trying to get at, right? You, yeah. you have to be a community of individuals to get you off the ground. Even if that community are your customers, developing those relationships, growing that community around what you're trying to do. And I think it started very clearly with you with a passion to grow a tech community in South Florida. And that rang very clear in those meetings and the conversations you were having with others, which helped you build the relationships and the community that has now grown into what it is today. And I think your founder, as a founder, you're going to have be the one who consistently echoes that call and drives that ball forward. But without that community around you to support you, to help you be successful, you'll never get anywhere. You'll not move the ball down the field. Right? It takes an entire football team to do that. And yeah. you're very good at pulling that community together and sharing that vision and inspiring them to be a part of the, well, that journey along the way. Well, I, I would make one, one addition to that. It, it's not so much just inspiring people. Mm-hmm. To, to A lot of people are inspired right away. Right, It's finding the opportunities to give people 
the opportunity to launch that passion. Nikki, for example, who's our vice president now, she um, was working as a technical recruiter and she was literally the, the conversation that started her um, c coming to work with me was her saying, you know, I wish I could just do this as a job. I love connecting people and doing these events. And I'm like, huh, I think I have an idea there. And um, long story short, she's been my rock uh, this year as far as building an organization is concerned. Uh, Shana as well from 1909. Her entire uh, startup career the, her, in her last founding role uh, was supporting entrepreneurs and now she has a, a job. So it's finding people who love to do things and giving them the opportunity, putting them in the right spots to really grow and to thrive. Um, you know, inspiring people is, is part of it, but sometimes you need to really understand what makes people wake up in the morning and go to work. And if you can build something with that, you can make something great. I love it. It, it. That connection is part of building the team that I think has made you so successful. There's a huge part of it. Along the way, you, you obviously are from South Florida, but were there any particular things that you did to find your tribe or to find those individuals that had the same beliefs, the same passions that you allowed you to start connecting them into what you were trying to do? Were there any resources or what did you, was your thought process be find, behind finding that tribe? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I wish it was easy. Uh, you know, when we started Palm Beach Tech, um, there were some groups in th that have done things in, in South Florida before. And there, there are some like Refresh Miami that is still around and thriving today. Right. And there are others that, you know, just never, you know, you know there, there, there were short spurts. So, you know, there was always an outlet in some regards of, you know, where, where you can see that people were attracted to. But once we essentially started raising the flag it became easier to say hey this is who we are this is what we're doing but building that was tough because i had to literally look in a very meticulous way and do all the research to go person to person and company to company to say here are the groups of people that we really need to bring into this tribe as you say you know we we need to we need to find the, the, the people in a very targeted way. So after we built that, right, after we said, hey, here are all the people we want and brought these people into a room after having meetings that they shouldn't have taken, after getting money that they were, you know, investing on an idea, uh, it started to work, right? And then over time, you know, we were able to build such a community that said, hey, you know, work with us. You know, don't, don't worry about doing your own thing all the time. You know, work with us. Let's build something together. And those who want to build things have the opportunity to build things. Those that want to be a part of something have the opportunity to thrive with it. Uh, and over time, we've been able to do that. So now Palm Beach County today, you know, we, we, we have centralized a lot of the, the communications around our tech community. So there's no, not duplicate meetups, right, of like five different developer meetups of everybody trying to do the whole thing. Uh, there's a, a focus on... Um, networking so you know we're able to connect tech executives and tech leaders in, in a way that we haven't before we're able to you know get the the, the startups who want to uh, you know be um, all in one place in one place and, and we were able to do that by you know over time realizing the more good work we do people are going to attract the attention we're going to attract the attention of those people that want to be a part of it they're going to come to us and we're going to have a lot easier job of bringing the right people together
Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's definitely a, a key part of providing those resources to the entrepreneurs and make it clear and concise with where to go and how to find things that they need to be successful. Now, as you look back at those years that you've put into it, is there anything you wish you had known that now or knew when you started that you now know something that might give a leg up for somebody looking to start or grow their own business? Uh, gosh, I, you know what? Somebody's got to write a, a, a how-to manual on life at some point <laughs> because, you, you know, the, it, it's probably an endless uh, conversation, to be honest with you. Um, you know, there's a lot of retrospective things. You can Monday morning quarterback so many things in life, right? Uh, the more you do that, in my opinion, is the more you kind of like hold yourself back. I do agree that if you make a mistake, you need to learn from it. And there are mistakes I've made, you know, and, and I've learned from it. Sometimes the hard way, right? Um, you, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And when you are building an organization or you're, you're a founder of anything, either a company, a nonprofit, uh, whatever it is, you're going to be doing something that no one else has done before. You can only leverage your support from mentors as much as you can, but to, to narrow it down to one thing. Uh, one or two I, things that, it, that you're like, in your mind, if you had known this or if you had done this earlier or sooner, it's not that I don't disagree. I think you definitely want to learn from those mistakes that you make and the, the issues you have, the hard ones and the, the ones that you get away without too much of a um, burn on your skin. But are there, Things that you think back, you know, if I had if I had done this three years earlier, we would have been much further along. Um, we would have been able to leverage this resource better. Yeah, I think it all gets back in the team, right? Building the right team and making sure you work from it. And uh, you, you know, there were there were things in the team aspect that you know some sometimes we've done things right, and sometimes you know we haven't done it as good as we would have wanted to. And uh, the, that's probably what sticks in my mind because it's a really interpersonal thing um but you know those things you you have to be very be very cautious of because they're regarding people like human lives and one of the good things i think about us and organization now is we support um people right so we have folks who work with us that have families you know and and you know and and kids right so you, you know you, you always want to make the right decision because your your actions don't affect just one person there they, they affect a lot of people and uh, those are always really tough conversations and you always want to make sure you make the right decision and you try to sometimes you do and sometimes you don't but you, you know to me everything around uh, learning as a founder and as a leader uh, of an organization that I would love to have had second tries with is you know working with the team and trying to find better routes sometimes where um, where you might have not always taken the uh, the perfect one. I love it. Uh, relationships are a key part of what we do. I, my next question for you is: with all of and everything that's going on with this crazy COVID, how have you been able to adapt to continue to serve the community that you serve? Couple couple things on that. Uh, one, I don't think the community that we serve is necessarily um, the, the community that needs to be served in person, 
right? Technology and entrepreneurship is the most modern, technologically advanced group of people in the United States today. So we're able to pivot a lot of things online. And that helps, I think, us in, in the long term, right, to say, hey, we as an organization can work online to do things that we otherwise wouldn't have done. Like a podcast, we started our own podcast. I think you're probably a little bit more set up and you got your, your, your stuff together more than we do right now. But you do, um, that, that was something we wanted to do for a while and then we did it, you know, so we pivoted and, you know, we, we think, okay, well, th this will work in, in the long run and we've got some really good content out of it so far. But one of the, um, the other things, you know, from the 1909 perspective, the team there is focused uh, a lot of attention on building the online community where otherwise you don't have the physical space. You try to uh, you know, provide a lot of online um, it, conversation. So they've done that through Zoom calls. Um, you know, there's uh, one of my, my favorites is just to check in every Friday over lunch, uh, just to check and see how everyone's doing. Anybody watching any uh, TV shows, any, uh, any books, podcasts you, you listen to, stuff like that. Uh, and, and those are really good conversations to have because when you're in a community office setting, uh, either as a co-working space or in, uh, like a, a, a close-knit um, you know, corporate team or whatever, you miss that. You miss that interpersonal. And that has a lot to do with, I think, mental health as well as uh, just you know, building better teams. I agree. I think that it's incredibly important to continue to maintain those conversations, even as we work remotely most, for most of what we're doing. I know for me, uh, being able to engage these podcasts have been really uh, amazing for me because I'm actually getting out and talking to people, having conversations about things that I care about and things that are important, that I feel that are important to my life and what I'm trying to do. So it, it's recharging and engaging and it's different perspectives on things so that ability to move that conversation from the lunch table to an online platform and while still having lunch is great i love it that's incredible now, the one question i have for you i think that you have pretty decent insight into is what is the common reason that you see people giving up or failing what are some of the things that you see that that are the major obstacles of people getting off the ground and getting going So a lot of people build out a business model and they, they don't necessarily have it all together, right? And, and what I mean by that is they have the drive and the passion, but if you don't have the business model right, you could be running yourself up a wall, you know, and you're bashing your head in trying to make it work. And then you're trying to figure out why it's not working. It's like, you can't, try that over and over again because it's going to grind down your passion you know if people who want to be a founder they want to be a founder because of the unique qualities of starting a a company up it is a very different atmosphere from a startup to a corporate um organization any day of the week right? right but you as a founder have the ability to make your own decisions and make your own destiny happen so for those that want to be a founder and you don't have your business model together, and maybe you've ignored the mentors that have tried to put you in the right direction, or you not, you know, you made the the wrong decision. It, it it can be really tough trying to come back from that. And you know, sometimes you gotta go with your gut. Like the, during this whole coronavirus thing, 
you know, we, we made some decisions to say, hey, this might not be the, the, the thing that we would otherwise do, but we got to do it, right? All of our virtual programming, you know, we sat down, we're going we're gonna to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. We knew what we were going to do. But, I, you know, you got to go with your gut to say, this is what we need to do long term because we need to pivot and we need to make ourselves relevant. And I think the, the biggest issue uh, with, with any organization like us today is your entire market has changed. Your customers are no longer reached in the same ways. So at the risk of becoming irrelevant, you have to understand what you need to do to change your business model for these circumstances. So, um, you know, I, I, an example I'm thinking of my head and I won't, won't say it is, you know, uh, there was somebody I saw recently who had all of the right things in place to, to make a great company, but, um, you know, he just didn't have the, the right team in place, maybe some expertise or advisors, right? I've seen other people who, you know, they, they have all the right people in place and then they ignore them which is, you know, to your own detriment. So after you make a lot of bad calls like that, even if they're well established and you have data on them and, you know, it's, if it's just not working, you don't have that feedback loop there, you're going to either stop or you're going to run out of money and that's going to make you stop. I love it. I think it is a key part of it. And I really enjoy sitting down with people after they figure out what their passion is and why they want to do it. But then sitting down with the actual members of the business and tearing them apart to make sure that it actually makes sense. And if you're selling things for less than what it costs you to make them, because you're not thinking about the ability, the time to get it to the customer, or the, the time it takes to actually put it together, your time in there, uh, then you're very quickly going to run out of runway and that is a tragedy when it comes to launching a business and the mechanics of it and the relationships and listening to those who've gone before you and done it is a key part of growing those business i completely agree but as we wrap this up do you have any last thoughts or comments that you'd like to share with our audience yeah i mean for those of you that are interested in the, the community building aspect of this i know robert that's a big passion of yours um, you know, find some opportunity to, um, to talk to the founders in your community and learn what they're going through. Um, you know, figure out where the needs are. You know, one of the things that I'm really happy about is we built a home for entrepreneurs here in West Palm Beach, you know, and, and some place where they can be vulnerable and, you know, try things out and, you know, be open for failure. And part of being an entrepreneur is understanding that failure is okay. You got to learn from it. You don't just fail over and over and don't learn from anything. That, that's not a good thing to do. But, um, you know, I, and I would say for those who are entrepreneurs, you've got to find the opportunity to take part in your community. You have to find the opportunity to maybe take a leadership role. Uh, if you're successful and you've done stuff before, become a mentor. If you're um, somebody who is a, uh, you know, gone through the gambit um, of it, you know how to give back lead a meetup or participate in a, um, a, a, a tech talk or something like that. Really, the only thing that helps us out is learning from one another, whatever way that, that you can. So if uh, you have that opportunity, take it um, and, and get involved.
Absolutely. I think that community building part is a big part of any entrepreneurial journey. And I, that community is what helps us be more successful because we lean on each other. It's one of the most open communities I've ever been a part of and blessed to be a part of that community and sharing those stories. Uh, the worst stories are incredible for sure. Uh, I really appreciate you taking some time with us today, Joe. How do people get a hold of you if they'd like to learn more? So uh, for Palm Beach Tech, go to palmbeachtech.org. Uh, for 1909, you can go to weare1909.org. Uh, there's contact information there. Um, if you're on LinkedIn, you can find me at Joseph R. Russo. That's a good way to try and get a hold of me one-on-one. -on -one. But uh, if anything, you know, take uh, take a look in your own community. If you don't, uh, if you're not from West Palm, there's probably a Palm Beach Tech or a 1909 where you are, and you can, uh, you know, take some. Uh, take some time and get to know those guys there because everyone around uh, the world is doing stuff like we're doing, just trying to help each other out. I love it. There's a ton of resources and a lot of organizations and in most communities about one or the other and all of them uh, to help entrepreneurs and those who want to pursue a uh, concept get off the ground. It's really incredible to see all those additional resources from tech to creatives standing up and being there to support their fellow compadres, uh, whatever you want to say, the other entrepreneurs or other people who are creatives getting out and starting what they're working on. So it's really great to see that. And I truly enjoyed our conversation. Joe, thank you for being on the Startup Santa Show. Thank you for having me. Incredible story. Thank you. You've been listening to the Startup Santa Show, part of our 2020 Hindsight series, where we've been talking to entrepreneurs and those who have pursued their passion. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show today. We truly appreciate your support and hope you stay safe in these crazy times around the world. 